we are both right now drinking our Cardi Miracle, which is, uh, and we both prefer it with a little bit more water. So and I'm almost done with mine, but this was full. It was full. Um, and it's one scoop twice a day in distilled water. It is important to put it in distilled water. I put mine in spring water. Spring water will work too. Don't use I just not tap water. water. I don't it defeats the water. whole purpose. Really? I like mine. And I, I actually, when I get about halfway through this, yeah, I add more, more water to it and I drink it all day. Um, it's literally every vitamin and mineral that you need at even more than what the you know government recommends. Right. And your body just anyway. expels what you don't need. Your yeah. body will not absorb it. It's like once it reaches the limit, you'll find that you go pee more. Right. Mm -hmm. What were your symptoms before? Oh, I was, I would get short of breath going from the kitchen to my bedroom. I was working from home eight hours a day. And I, there were many, many days that I did not make it through a whole shift because I was dizzy. I was nauseous. I was shorter, like shorter breath to the point, which is what I think was causing my dizziness because I wasn't getting enough oxygen. I felt terrible, like almost all the time. And I went through that for about a year before mm -hmm. we started doing this cardio miracle in February. And it really has made a difference. And it's Hey, every day, seriously, start really, your is day. That what it is. It's like really, start your day really have with to. cardio miracle. Go to defiantmiracle.com. It's our affiliate link. Use promo code defiant. If you sign up for the subscribe and save, then you get oh, that's so helpful. an additional to order it. Yeah, ten percent off, and then they just send it to you every month. All right, so uh, Cardi Miracle, get yes. yours today. DefiantMiracle.com promo code Defiant. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all, and they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates lockdowns and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats we can simply say no not again the only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply refuse to show vaccine passports refuse to wear a mask refuse to stay at home we will not comply with fauci we will not comply with joe biden and we will not comply with authoritarian governors i am not going to comply this ends now. I am a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, 
are catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. Listen to the same damn message that they give me. Tell me how to feel. Tell me what's wrong. I tried to call. Pick up the phone. I'm on my own. Everybody says you coming back to man. Why the hell's it taking so long? Why do I hurt? Why is there pain? Why does everything good always have to change? Why does everybody try to profit off another man's work and destroy it just for monetary gain? Tell me all you black, all you white. I don't even really care. I just really want to know what's right. They've been saying one thing, but I've been looking in the book. And it seems like they've been lying for my whole damn life. Tell me where I'm going. Is it heaven or hell? I just hope this message greets you well. Had a dream that I was walking with the devil. Don't remember how it feels, but I swear that I remember the smell. Looked me right into my eye and told me everything I wanted could be mine if I gave up and decided to sell. But I said I'd rather die than get mine. Now I'm here. No fear, one man with a story to tell. Dear God, where were you when I needed it? When I fucked up and repeated it? When they set the bar and I exceeded it? My life is like a book that they've been judging by a cover, but have never took the time to fucking read the shit. I remember telling you my goals and my dreams, but you didn't even answer, so I guess you didn't believe in it. I remember sitting with a gun to my head trying to ask you for some I don't want religion, I need that spirituality I don't want a church, I need people to call a family I don't want to tell my sins to another sinner Just because he's got a robe when he went to some academy I don't want to read it in the book, I want to hear it from you Don't want to learn it in my school because they're hiding the truth Don't want to talk about it to another fucking human being And that's the only reason that I even step in this place Dear God How do I take this darkness and turn it into light? 
How do I believe in a concept where I speak to a man I've never seen with my own two eyes? How do I know that religion wasn't made just to separate the world and create a whole disguise just to keep us in these chains while the rich get richer and the poor pray to you and perpetuate a lie? How do I know this ain't some big joke? How can I have faith when there is no hope? How the hell does one man have a hundred billion dollars and we still have people on the street that are broke? There's a lot of things I want to talk about and get off my chest. I can't sleep because the devil won't let me rest. I used to know a fucking pastor in a church and I can still hear the screams of the kids even fucking molest. Dear God! Supposed to fear you, but you ain't said shit. So maybe it's you who actually fears me. I don't know the answer, I just wanna see it clearly. So many lies and a thousand different theories. All I wanna know is who really made religion. Cause I know it wasn't you, but don't nobody believe me. No more lies, no more death. Bring back King, bring back X. Please, dear God, let their soul rest. Protect who's left and watch their steps. Dear God, I don't wanna have to ask you again. I just hope that you know that I'm still a believer. So I'll end this all by saying amen. friends. How's everyone doing today? It's cold. Burr cold. We get a little reprieve here tonight. Today, it's going to go up to like 60. Sorry for y'all that are like, you're like, oh, it's going to be 12 degrees today. Not, not, not in Georgia. In Georgia, it was 24 this morning and it's going to go up to 60. That's a big difference. And then it's going to stay up. Like, I think it's only going down to 45 tomorrow night or tonight. And uh, yeah, 45 tonight. And then in the 60s again tomorrow. And then tomorrow night, dropping back down into the 20s for the next three days. And then Monday, we're, we should be good. So our freeze is still coming. It's cold. I was redressing the children this morning. I mean, you know, they're 17 and 12, so. But uh, I can't have much effect on the 17-year-old. He's like, he's wearing a, a, now this child is cold all the time. It's ridiculous. But he's wearing a, uh, like, a hoodie. Not even, a sweatshirt. Over a t-shirt. I was like, no, I pulled out my old bomber jacket. It's probably 40 years old. I've had it since I was in high school. It's really cool. I bought it at a truck stop some years ago. No, no, no. I got it from Levi's actually. Probably 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 30 years ago. Anyway, I gave him that because it's really warm. It's heavy, but, uh, you know, real leather with the fur collar. The little one, though, not so little, was also in just a t-shirt and some track pants. So I made him put on a sweater and then a sweatshirt over it. Um, I don't even have a jacket to fit him because it just doesn't get cold here. Like we just, I have winter gear because we grew up up north, but the kids don't. So layers is where it's at. But I'm glad we have a little bit of a reprieve because uh, 
I'm going to be doing something around my yard today, my house today, both. I'm going to share it with you here in a minute. Now, I asked last night. Now, when I ask a question very specifically to Gabriel, not with him there, I just, I literally ask a question in my head. John, I use the flannel sheets on my plants. <laughs> it's too hot in the room. Sorry. Anyway, when I ask a question, I always know that Gabriel will come talk to me within the next 24 hours. I ask a specific question. Almost like he's required. He is required to answer me. So I asked a question about what I'm about to share with you guys last night and this morning. I was told that he's not speaking to me right now <laughs> because I have not done what I was told to do. And I said, what are you talking about? I was told to write books. I was told very specifically to write books and I have not. And I tried to play it off. I was like, come on, you saw me writing yesterday. Mike's like, I didn't see anything. And it's true. I was jotting down some recipes, but I was not writing what I'm supposed to be writing. So it's okay. Apparently other people of cross time have needed prodding in these situations. I'm not the only one. Maybe I was trying to buy us some more time because I was told that we would have enough time for me to write three books. So if I delayed starting writing them, then we have more time, right? Mm -mm. So I best get to writing. So I know what I'll be doing during the hard freeze. Writing. But what I'll be doing tomorrow, today, today actually, is uh, this. You know how I tell y'all to watch for those signs, right? That God isn't just talking to you and a voice in your head, because if he was, you'd think you were crazy. For real, you would think you were crazy. You know this. No, instead, he sends signs through other means. Like these means, not that one. Let's try this again. Where did they go? Sorry, y'all. I know I'd saved them this morning and apparently didn't want to save. Hold on. Let me try this again. Okay. If I can find where this is, it says it's in here and I just don't see it. Ah, there it is. Okay. Now I see it. Apparently when it saves in the folder, it saves by date that it was initially done. And since I wasn't the one that recorded it, there we go. All right. So check this out, y'all. I need you to share this with 
everyone you can. Those that know my ministry know I don't play when it comes to something God has revealed to me. I need you to share this. I need you to like it. If you love your family, if you appreciate your friends, they need to hear this. Whether they are believers or not, they need to follow what I'm getting ready to say to you. Last night, God gave me a vision of something. Your family, if you appreciate your friends, they need to hear this. Whether they are believers or not. Okay, I just skipped it back and paused it there for a second for a purpose. When he says whether they are believers or not. Now, understand I listened to this with Mick this morning. Um, if they're not believers, it won't work. And they won't do it anyway. And you can't do it on anyone else's behalf. Because I was like, oh, maybe I can sneak over to my parents. They're going out of town for a funeral. And do it to their home. Probably not. It doesn't work like that. You have to believe it is a matter of faith. So I will let him continue. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Everything else in here is accurate. They need to follow what I'm getting ready to say to you. Last night, God gave me a vision of something absolutely horrendous, evil, diabolical that has been released in America, that has been released in the earth. And what he showed me was I was outside of my home. He told me to go get some fresh oil. And normally I go through a process of when I go get oil, anointing oil to pray over. I let it sit on my altar. I preach over it. The Lord says, no, you don't have time. Go get the oil. Pray over the oil. He says, anoint every window, every door inside and outside of your home. Then he said, I want you to go down on this vision. I was walking down my driveway. He said, take the oil and pour the oil down your driveway. Then he had me in front of my driveway in the vision. I was uh, taking the oil and I was pouring the oil out in the front of my driveway going along. I live in a cul-de-sac around in the cul-de-sac all the way into my neighbors. Then he said, take that oil. And he said, and I want you to pour it in your grass and your rocks. I want you to pour it on your yard. He says, take all of it and pour it uh, all over your property and your grass and your yard. He says, something evil has been released. But those that follow these instructions, he says, this death angel, this evil, this principality is getting ready to pass over these homes. I honestly thought it was just for me. And the Lord says, no, I need you to release this to my people. Some will believe you. Others will discard it. But for those that trust your voice, those that know my voice, know what I'm saying to them in this hour. I said this to two other people. They said, that's crazy because the Lord just told me to get some anointing oil on Sunday and anoint my homes. And so other persons have already confirmed what I'm saying to you. So what I'm saying to you is now is the Lord also showed me in the vision to go get a boss. A small anointing vase. Matter of fact, I'll go get the one that I have. Here is the vase I was referring to, the anointing vase. Get one of these. He says, set it on your counter as an ornament. Don't put it back away. Normally, we take our anointing, we put it back in the cupboard of the cabinet, or keep it in the bedroom. The Lord says, no, keep it out in the open. Almost as if when your grandmothers back in the day used to have them big, huge Bibles that nobody read that sat right there on the end tables. I don't know what's getting ready to happen, but this is what I do know. This message was supposed to be shared. Do it today 
if not tomorrow. Get to the store, go get some fresh oil, anoint your windows, anoint your doors inside and out. Begin to pour that anointing oil on your grass and down your driveway if you have one. If you live in an apartment, put that anointing oil in front of your apartment door. Pour that oil right in front of the doorpost of your apartment complex. Take it where you drive. If you park outside, pour that anointing oil where you park your vehicle. I'm not playing. This is not a game. God gave me this vision because something diabolical has been released. And God's people, his righteous, will be covered under that anointing. I pray y'all blessings. I pray this is the year you've been looking for, but we must follow God's instructions to win this year. Urgency. So, I so. Sounds like a message to me. And it brought back the story of when... Uh, The Hebrews were told to mark their doors with the blood of the lamb. That's what Mick said this morning. He said it should be the blood of the lamb. I said, but it's not. It's oil. Because what, you're going to go out and start slaughtering things? No, that doesn't work. He said, no, it's transfigured to the blood of the lamb. It's a matter of faith. Um, good morning, Liana. And good morning to everyone in here, by the way. Sven, John, Alsworth, Slavsky, writer, Dr. Linz. Anyone else I'm missing? Good morning to y'all. Again, so um, here is the, uh, let me read this for y'all. Okay. Anoint your homes with oil. Oil represents the power of the Holy Spirit and is a symbol of faith in God's ability to cleanse and make holy. It is an act of consecrating your home to him. All you need is some oil, olive oil, sesame oil, canola oil, etc. When you pray over or consecrate the oil, it is set apart and becomes anointing oil. Pray that God makes that oil holy and consecrate it as anointing oil. Okay, so that's all you have to do. God, we pray that you make this oil holy and that you consecrate it as anointing oil. In Jesus Christ's name. That's how you pray over the oil. Okay, it's that simple. It's a matter of faith. It's not about ritual. It's about faith. This is what we've been trying to get through to you. It's not about ritual. It's about faith. So, after you've prayed over the oil, follow these steps. Remove anything with evil roots from your home. It can be books, movies, clothing with certain pictures or symbols or objects that have a connection to wrong spirits. Anything that gives you a bad, bad vibe, get it out. You know, as we've all awakened, Falling down one rabbit hole after another, we find that every single one leads, leads to God in some way, shape, or form. At least the true ones, right? And as we are awakened, we learn about symbols, evil spirits, demons, evil. And once your eyes are open, 
you can't close them again. Right? So look around your house now with eyes to see and see if there's anything evil in there that you need to get out. Then set the atmosphere to invite the Holy Spirit. Play worship music. And it doesn't have to be Gregorian chants or, you know, hymnals, things like that. No, no. Even the frequency music that we play, although I've been forgetting to play it lately, can be considered worship music. In fact, I consider that worship music more than anything else. Start to worship God. I mean, you should worship God all the time. Pray aloud in every room. Invite the Holy Spirit to fill every inch of your home. Pray that only his will be done and that everything that is said and done in your home will be pleasing to him. Plead the blood of Jesus over each room of your family. There is great power in the blood of the lamb. Okay. Get your family involved if at all possible. Open up the main doors of your home. I know it's really cold in some places. It only has to be for a second. As you do these things, place oil on the frame of every door and window in your home. Do this by faith, believing and receiving God's supernatural protection over your home and family. But do not anoint the main door yet. And then pray this prayer. And you know, again, it's not about ritual. It's about faith. It doesn't have to be exact. It doesn't have to be word for word. This is the gist of it. Jesus, by faith I anoint this home, windows and doorways, and declare them all holy unto you, and ask that you would cleanse this home of every unclean spirit and human spirit that does not belong here. I rebuke the power of darkness and any attempt of the enemy against my home and my family. In the name of Jesus, Satan, I bind you. I bind your hindering spirits. I bind you, spirits of the prince of the air. I bind you, evil forces. I command you to take your hands off of our spirits, souls, bodies, hearts, minds, emotions, and material things. Off my children, off my pets, off my home. I bind your mouth and your power and command you in the name of Jesus that every evil spirit in this house leave through this unanointed door forever and ever. Amen. Anoint the frame of the last door and close it and then pray this prayer. Lord, we sanctify and seal our home and invite your presence to dwell in our home forever and ever. Amen. And then lastly, anoint your spouse and your children. I do it to my animals too. Jesus, by faith, I anoint me, my spouse, and my children. Jesus, I pray for the anointing of your blood, the surrounding, and a hedge of protection of your mighty warrior angels, and the overshadowing, overshadowing power and protection of your Holy Spirit over me, my spouse, the children, and ask that you would protect us from any attacks of the enemy, whether in spiritual or physical form. In your name, Jesus. Amen. So you can find that prayer 
in the Patriot Party podcast chat on Telegram. Um, Liana, do you mind dropping a link for that for me? If you would, I would appreciate it. Because um, <clears throat> we are not playing Brother Matt today. We're talking about this instead, just so you know. So, and Liana, I very much appreciate you sending this to me. And Ellsworth, I'm a little put out that she didn't say anything that you had been led to do this. Because understand, when you see these things, when you're told to do these things, you are not crazy and you are not alone. But if you don't share them, then you're hindering the rest of us. Signs like this are meant to be shared. We've been waiting for this. I was told that something like this would be coming. I was very specifically told that I would have to protect my family and that when the time come, I would know what to do. Well, hello, here we are. Not even two weeks later. I don't know, maybe a week later. Yeah. So I'll be going out and getting a giant fresh bottle of oil today because I generally use animal fats. So um, Sven, that's in our telegram, essentially. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to use my really expensive, serious oil or my, uh, avocado oil. No, um, I'll, uh, go out and buy a bottle of vegetable oil and I have a lot of land, so I'm going to have to buy a big bottle. Any oil will do. It is a matter of faith. So before we get going, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for giving me the strength, for giving us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your return. Thank you for sending us your messengers, your messages to help us to prepare to give us specific direction on what to do. Even if we don't always listen in time and our need to be prodded a bit. Thank you for having patience with us. For giving us second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, infinite, infinite chances. Dear God, thank you for giving us eyes to see your signs, ears to hear your words. Thank you for our children whose innocence and curiosity reminds us of what we're fighting for, for our animals. You show us what unconditional love truly is. 
Thank you for my husband, my rock. Gets me through every day. We'll try to do better. So, most of all, God, thank you for life. Every single day, thank you for life. All right, so we're in the first book of Chronicles. You know, when Matt said the other day in one of his messages that he had also been told to write a book and that, and he gave out his book and I was like, man, I already knew that was a sting at me. I've been feeling this pressure even after being told. The thing is, I'm a really stubborn, contrary soul sometimes, sometimes. And I thank God for having patience with me for that. But sometimes if you tell me that I have to do something, I'm just like, just no, just no. Like I just put my heels in and you cannot make me do it. You cannot. That's why I haven't gotten the jab. That's why I walked away from my job. That's why I was so successful at my job, honestly, for a long time because I knew a better way. But I cannot let myself fall back into those ways because I don't know better than God. And if God's telling me, God's messengers are telling me to write three books, then I guess I best get to work writing three books. So that being said, By the way, this is 417 hertz in the background here. Remove all negative energy from mind and body. Cleanse your energy. I'll use a little bit of that today. So we're in the first book of Chronicles, chapter 7. Again, bear with me, y'all. This is a rough one. This is probably the hardest book we've read so far, just because of the names, to be honest. This is like the begats on steroids times a million. So times a bunch of generations. So the first book of Chronicles chapter seven. Now the sons of Issachar were Tola and Pua, Jashub and Shimram, four. And the sons of Tola, Uzi and Rephiah and Jeriel and Jemai and Jibsam and Shemuel, heads of their father's house, to wit of Tola. They were valiant men of might in their generations, whose number was in the days of David two and twenty thousand and six hundred. And the sons of Uzi, Israiah, and the sons of Israiah, Michael and Obadiah, and Joel, Ishiah, five, all of them chief men. And with them by their generations, after the house of their fathers, were bands of soldiers of war, for war, six and thirty thousand men, for they had many wives and sons, 
and their brethren among all the families of Ishakar were valiant men of might, reckoned in all by their genealogies, fourscore and seven thousand. The sons of Benjamin, Bela and Becher, and Jediel, three, and the sons of Bela, Esban and Uzi, and Uziel, and Jeremoth, and Eri, five, hot heads of the house of their fathers, mighty men of valor, and were reckoned by their genealogies, twenty and two thousand and thirty and four. And the sons of Becher, Zemira, and Joash, and Elazer, and Elioni, and Omri, and Jeremoth, and Abiah, and Anathoth, and Elameth, all these are the sons of Becher. And the number of them, after their genealogy, by their generations, heads of the house of their fathers, mighty men of valor, was 20,200. The sons also of Jediel, Bilhan, and the sons of Bilhan, Jeush, and Benjamin, and Ehud, and Chenahan, Chenanaha, and Zethan, and Tarshish, and Ahishash, Ahishahar. All of these sons of Jediel, by the heads of their fathers, mighty men of valor, were 17,200 soldiers, fit to go out for war and battle. Shupam also, and Hupam, the children of Ir, and Husham, the sons of Asher, the sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, and Guni, and Jezer, and Shalom, the sons of Bilha, the sons of Manasseh, Ashrael, whom she bare, but his concubine, the Aramites, bare Machar, the father of Gilead. And Machar took to wife the sister of Hupam and Shupam, whose sister's name was Maka. And the name of the second was Zelophehad. And Zelophehad had daughters. And Maka, the wife of Machir, bare a son. And she called his name Parish. And the name of his brother was Sherish. And his sons were Ulam and Rechem. And the sons of Ulam, Bedan. These were the sons of Gilead, the sons of Machir, the sons of Manasseh. And his sister, Hamalekath, bare Ishad, and Abizar, and Mahala. And the sons of Shemida were Ahian, and Shechem, and Liki, and Aniam. And the sons of Ephraim, Shuthalah, and Barad his son, and Dehoth his son and Eladah his son, and Tahath his son, and Zabad his son, and Shehuthalah his son, and Ezer and Iliad, whom the men of the Goth that were born in that land slew, because they came down to take away their cattle. And Ephraim their father mourned many days, and his brethren came up to comfort him. And when he went into his wife, she conceived and bare a son, and he called his name Bariah, because it went evil with his house. And his daughter was Shara, who built, built Beth Horon, the nether, and the upper, and Uzan Shara. And Repa was his son also, Repesh, and Tila his son, and Tehan his son, Ladan his son, Amahud his son, Elishama his son, Nan his son, Jehoshua his son. And their possessions and habitations were Bethel and the towns thereof, and eastward Naran and westward Gezer, with the towns thereof, Shechem also, and the towns thereof, unto Gaza, and the towns thereof, and by the borders of the children of Manasseh, Bethshean and her towns, Tanakh and her towns, Megiddo and her towns, Dor and her towns, 
In these dwelt the children of Joseph, the son of Israel, the sons of Asher, Imnah, and Ishua, and Ishuai, and Bariah, and Sarah, their sister, and the sons of Bariah, Heber, and Malachiel, who was the father of Berzabeth, and Heber begat Jephlet, and Shomer, and Hotham, and Shua, their sister, and the sons of Jephlet, Pasak, and Bimhal, and Ashvath. These are the children of Jephlet, and the sons of Shamer, Ahi, and Jogha, Jehuba and Aram, and the sons of his brother Helam, Jophath and Imnah, and Shelesh and Amal, and the sons of Zophah, Suwa and Hornifer, and Shual and Beri, and Imrah, Bezer, and Had, and Shammah, and Shilshah, and Ithran, and Bera, and the sons of Jether, Japuna, and Pispah, and Era, and the sons of Ula, Ara, and Haniel, and Riziah. All these were the children of Asher, heads of their father's house, choice and mighty men of valor, chief of the princes. And the number throughout the genealogy of them that were apt to the war and to battle was twenty and six thousand men. Chapter 8. Now Benjamin begat Bela his firstborn, Ashbel the second, and Ahara the third, Nohah the fourth, and Rapha the fifth. And the sons of Bela were Adar, and Jerah, and Abihud, and Abishua, and Naman, and Ahoah, and Gera, and Sephuphan, and Huram. And these are the sons of Ehud. These are the heads of the fathers of the inhabitants of Geba. And they removed them to Manahath. And Naman, and Ahiah, and Gera, he removed them, and begat Uzzah, and Ahahud, and Shahariam begat children in the country of Moab, after he had sent them away, Husham and Bara were his wives, and he begat of Hodesh his wife Jobab, and Zibiah, and Misha, and Malcolm, and Juez, and Shakiah, and Mirma. these were his sons, heads of the fathers, and of Husham he begat Abitub, and Elpaal, the sons of Elpaal, Eber and Misham and Shamed, who built Ono and Lod with the towns thereof, Bariah also and Shema, who were the heads of the fathers of the inhabitants of Ajalon, who drove away the inhabitants of Gath, and Ahio, Shashak, and Jeremoth, and Zebediah and Arad and Ader and Michael and Ispah and Johah, the sons of Beria and Zebediah, and Meshulam, and Ezekiel, and Heber, Ishmeri also, and Jezliah, and Jobab, the sons of Elpal, and Jakim, and Zikri, and Zabdi, and Elani, and Zilthai, and Eliel, and Adiah, and Beriah, and Shimroth, the sons of Shimi, and Ishpan, and Heber, and Eliel, and Abdon, and Zikri, and Hanan, and Hananiah, and Elam, and Anatothajah, and Iftahiah, and Penuel, the sons of Shashak, and Shamsharai, and Sheshari, and Athaliah, and Jerasiah, and Eliah, and Zikri, the sons of Jeroham. These were the heads of their fathers by their generations, chief men. These dwelt in Jerusalem, 
And at Gibeon dwelt the father of Gibeon, whose wife's name was Makach. And his firstborn son, Abdon, and Zor, and Kish, and Baal, and Nabdab, and Gedor, and Ahio, and Zakar, and Mikloth, begat Shimea. And these also dwelt with their brethren in Jerusalem, over against them. And there begat Kish, and Kish begat Saul, and Saul begat Jonathan, and Malkishua, and Abinadab, and Eshbaal. And the sons of Jonathan was Merib Baal, and Meribial begat Micah. And the sons of Micah were Pithon, and Melech, and Tereah, and Ahaz. And Ahaz begat Jehoda, and Jehoda begat Alameth and Azmaveth, and Zimri, and Zimri begat Moza, and Moza begat Benia. Rapha was his son, Elisha his son, Aziel his son. And Aziel had six sons whose names are these, Azrakam, Bokaru, and Ishmael, and Shariah, and Obadiah, and Hanan. All these were the sons of Aziel. And the sons of Eshek, his brother, were Ulam, his firstborn, Jahush the second, and Eliphalet the third. And the sons of Ulam were mighty men of valor, archers, and had many sons and son sons, a hundred and fifty. All of these are the sons of Benjamin. Chapter 9. So all Israel were reckoned by genealogies, and behold, they were written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah who were carried away to Babylon for their transgression. Now the first inhabitants that dwelt in their possessions in the cities were the Israelites, the priests, Levites, and the Nethanims. And in Jerusalem dwelt the children of Judah, and the children of Benjamin, and the children of Ephraim, and Manasseh, Uthai, the son of Aminahud, the son of Omri, the son of Imri, the son of Bani, of the children of Perez, the son of Judah. And of the Shilonites, Uzziah the firstborn and his sons, and of the sons of Zerah, Jeuel, and their brethren, 690. And of the sons of Benjamin, Salua, the son of Meshulam, the son of Hodaviah, the son of Hasanua, and Ibniahai, the son of Jeroham, and Elah, the son of Uzi, the son of Mikri, and Meshulam, the son of Shepathiatha, the son of Ruel, the son of Ibnijah, and their brethren, according to their generations, 950 and 6. All these men were chiefs of the fathers in the house of their fathers. And of the priests, Jedidiah, and Jehorareb, and Jachin, and Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshulam, the son of Zadok, the son of Moriathoth, the son of Atab, the ruler of the house of God. And Adiah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Pashur, the son of Malkijah, and Masasai, the son of Adiel, the son of Jazerah, the son of Meshulam, the son of Meshulamith, the son of Immer, and their brethren, heads of the house of their fathers, a thousand and seven hundred and threescore, very able men for the work of the servants of the house of God. And of the Levites, Shemaiah, the son of Hashub, the son of Azrakam, the son of Hashibiah, the son of Merari, and Bakbakar, Horesh, and Galal, 
and Mataniah, the son of Micah, the son of Zikri, the son of Asaph, and Obadiah, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Galal, the son of Jeduthun, and Barakiah, the son of Asa, the son of Elkanah, that dwelt in the villages of the Net Netophathites. And the porters were Shalom and Ukab, and Talman and Ayaman, and their brethren Shalom was the chief, who hitherto waited in the king's gate eastward. They were porters in the companies of the children of Levi, and Shalom, the son of Kor, the son of Ibisaphath, the son of Koran, Korah, and his brethren of the house of his father, the Korahites, were over the work of the service, keepers of the gates of the tabernacle, and their fathers, being over the host of the Lord, were keepers of the entry. And Phineas, the son of Eleazar, was the ruler over them in time past, and the Lord was with him. And Zechariah, the son of Meshelamiah, was porter of the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. All these which were chosen to be porters in the gates were 212. These were reckoned by their genealogy in their villages, whom David and Samuel the seer did ordain in their set office. So they and their children had oversight of the gates of the house of the Lord, namely the house of the tabernacle by wards. In four quarters were the porters toward the east, west, north, and south. And their brethren, which were in their villages, were to come after seven days from time to time with them. For the Levites, the four chief porters, were in their set office and were over the chambers and treasuries of the house of God. And they lodged round about the house of God, because the charge was upon them, and the opening thereof every morning pertained to them. And certain of them had the charge of the ministering vessels, that they should bring them in and out by tail. Some of them also were appointed to oversee the vessels and all the instruments of the sanctuary, and the fine flour and the wine and the oil and the frankincense and the spices. And some of the sons of the priests made the ointment of the spices." And Metithiath, one of the Levites, who was the firstborn of Shalom, the Korahite, had the set office over the things that were made in the pans. And others of their brethren, of the sons of the Kothites, were over the showbread to prepare it every Sabbath. And there are the singers, chief of the fathers of the Levites, who remaining, remaining in the chambers were free, for they were employed in that work day and night. These chief fathers of the Levites were chief throughout their generations. These dwelt at Jerusalem. And in Gibeon dwelt the father of Gibeon, Jehiel, whose wife name was Makak. And his firstborn son, Abdon, then Zer, and Kish, and Baal, and Ner, and Nabdad, and Gedor, and Iho, and Zechariah, and Mikloth. And Mikloth begat Shimeim, and they also dwelt with their brethren at Jerusalem over against their brethren. And Ner begat Kish, and Kish begat Saul, and Saul begat Jonathan, and Malchai Shua, and Abinadab, and Eshbaal. And the son of Jonathan was Merib Baal, and Merib Baal begat Micah. And the sons of Micah were Pithon, and Melech, and Tareah, and Ahaz. And Ahaz begat Jara, and Jara begat Alameth and Azvameth, Azmaveth, and Zimri, and Zimri begat Moza, and Moza begat Binia, and Rephiah his son, Elisa his son, Azel his son, and Azel had six sons, whose names are these, Azrakam, Bocheru, 
and Ishmael, and Shariah, and Obadiah, and Hanan. These were the sons of Azel. And that, okay, chapter 10. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell down slain in Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines followed hard after Saul and after his sons. And the Philistines slew Jonathan and Abinadab and Malchishua, the sons of Saul. And the battle went sore against Saul, and the archers hit him, and he was wounded of the archers. Then said Saul to his armor bearer, Draw thy sword and thrust me through therewith, lest these uncircumcised come and abuse me. But his armor bearer would not, for he was sore afraid. So Saul took a sword and fell upon it. And when his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he fell likewise on the sword and died. So Saul died and his three sons and all his house died together. And when all the men of Israel that were in the valley saw that they fled and that Saul and his sons were dead and they forsook their cities and fled and the Philistines came and dwelt in them. And it came to pass on the morrow when the Philistines came to strip the slain that they found Saul and his sons fallen in Mount Gilboa. And when they had stripped him, they took his head and his armor and sent into the land of the Philistines round about to carry tidings unto their idols and to the people. And they put his armor in the house of their gods and fastened his head in the temple of Dagon. And when Jabesh Gilead heard all that the Philistines had done to Saul, they arose all the valiant men and took away the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons and brought them to Jabesh and buried their bones under the oak in Jabesh and fasted seven days. So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. And he inquired not of the Lord, therefore he slew him and turned the kingdom onto David, the son of Jesse. We are going to finish up there for the day. At the end of chapter 10, we will pick up with chapter 11 tomorrow. So. Hmm. Don't forget that uh, Liana is coming up next, both here on our channels as well as on her own, of course. We always encourage you to go watch over on her channels, the Liana Wilbert Show on Rumble and Pilled.net. So go her, check her out. You're all day everything, anger, music, well, morning anger, once she gets that out of her system after a little wake and bake, um, morning music, memes, movies, and then one of Justin's old shows, and then uh, an old 70s TV show that we're watching, Buck Rogers. And then Mick and I will be back tonight at 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show for the Patriot Party podcast. So come check us out there. And that's it. I'll be back tomorrow, of course, 8 a.m. once again for the good book. So I hope to see you then. Until then, may God keep you safe and warm in the shadow of his wings until he returns for us, which will be very soon. So thanks for watching, y'all. And I will see you on the flip side. Have a great day. Good morning, friends. How's everyone doing today?
We have a reprieve from the weather here. It's only it's 45 this morning instead of 25. Better. So cold. It's amazing how quickly we adapt, though. Because two weeks ago, I'd have told you 45 was freezing. Now I'm like, ooh, it's warming up. Amazing how that works. Hmm. We can change so quickly. And yet, not at all. In so many ways. So. I'm a little discombobulated this morning. I actually started the show right on time at 8 o'clock. Except I never hit the start live button. The go live button. I just started playing the ads. So. I had to listen to the Cardio Miracle ad twice. So I apologize if you all were waiting in here a little bit longer than normal, because um, my bad, I didn't hit the go live button. That's a rough one. Anyway, it's my son's 12th birthday today in about an hour, 12 years ago. They tried to kill me. And I'm not being dramatic. They legit tried to kill me. I told them I was allergic to everything. And Liam was a frank breach. If you don't know what that means, that means that his head was under my rib cage here, his feet were under my rib cage here, and his butt was sitting in my cervix and not moving. He'd bounce up and down a lot. I was in labor for a month before he, before they cut and pulled. And they took him three weeks early and he was already almost 10 pounds. But I told them I was allergic to everything, everything. I mean, they gave me a beta blocker to do a C-section because I'm allergic to all synthetic drugs, all opiates, all just about everything. So uh, I can handle pain. I've never taken a painkiller in my life, I, except for once they gave me a drop of Demerol when I dis dislocated my elbow. And I went into a coma, had a grand mal seizure, went into a coma for three days. Um, so I have nothing. Thank God for that Demerol or I probably would have died in college having fun. But they didn't listen to me, the doctors. And I mean, I sat down with the anesthesiologist for three hours and went over everything because I'm malignant hyperthermic. So if you give me drugs, my body temperature drops, like drops, drops, like 85, 87 degrees drops, like drops a lot. And I run cold anyway. I run like 97, 96.8 to 97.3, depending. So, uh, and I, you know, seizures and coma and potentially death. So when they cut a baby out of you. They don't just take the baby out. It's not how that works. They take everything out. Everything that's in there around the baby, they take it all out because they got to get, especially at Liam's size, they got to get the baby out. And then they put everything back in. Not necessarily exactly the way that it was before either. Changed my physiology, actually. I couldn't burp before I had my C-section. How weird is that? Never couldn't like physically could not burp. And, uh, and then afterwards I could, but I had no control over it. I'd done 36 years not being able to burp. And then all of a sudden 
I'm just like randomly burping. It was inconvenient for a while. Thankfully, I stayed home for the first year. I had to learn how to control my body again. But when they started putting everything back in, I could feel it because the beta blocker was starting to wear off. I was not screaming in pain. It really wasn't that bad, honestly. I was just making little noises like, eh. Kind of like Annie makes when I go and pet her when she's sleeping, that just little complaint noise, right? Like, it's okay, but she ain't real happy. And the doctor looked at the anesthesiologist, and the next thing you know, they put something in my IV. And I went out, and my body temperature dropped, and I woke up a significant amount of time later, a couple days. Liam was already in the NICU because he was so big, his head got stuck on the way out, and he breathed in amniotic fluid and ended up with infant pneumonia. So... It was a traumatic time. Not what childbirth is supposed to be, for sure. Those doctors didn't really value my life. Not enough to listen to me, obviously. Then I got the bill, which y'all paid for, literally. Because we have military medical insurance make was active duty at the time. So, but I looked at the bill, of course, and they charged me a whole bunch for things that I never took. I knew I never took them because I was allergic. I am allergic. Tetanus shot, a couple hundred bucks. Nope. Never had a tetanus shot in my entire life. Percocet. Nope. Never took it. All these drugs, all these things. They didn't value my money either. They didn't value your money. It was all bullshit. You know it's $3,500 a day for a baby to be in the NICU? You know that they don't slap them on the butt anymore when they come out? You know, dangle them by a foot, slap them on the butt, get a good cry out of them? It wasn't until they actually caused him a little pain and he screamed that his oxygen was able to regulate because until that point, he'd never taken a really good deep breath. That was a week in. He was in the NICU for almost two weeks. At 10 pounds. Because they didn't really... They were just going about their routine, a lot of them. Don't, don't get me wrong. There was a couple of amazing people in there but they were outnumbered by sheeple, the ones just going along to get along. It's not really what you want in a NICU. But I'm telling you the story for a reason, not just because it's Liam's birthday. But, uh, a week ago, I was given questions, and I passed them on to y'all, right? Who are you? What are you? How are you? Where are you? Why are you? Right? Test number two. 
got this last night. Yeah, well, yesterday morning. This one's a bit harder. You thought the first one was hard? This one's harder. The value of life. Who gives your life value? Or who values your life? For me, for the longest time, who gives your life value? Who values your life? My children give my life value. My husband values my life. He's often said that he lives for me alone. If I wasn't here, he'd have been gone a long time ago. But in the past few years, I've come to realize that all of that is meaningless without God. Who gives my life value? God. Or who values your life? God. What is life's value? That's the second question. You know, I was listening to Liana play a clip yesterday of Noe Yuval Harari at the World Economic Forum. Very disturbing. Everything that man said is very, everything that man says is very disturbing. That's even a man. But this one was worse. Because he said, in a nutshell, God's just a story. The Bible's just a story. None of it's real. And therefore, our God-given rights aren't real. Because if God's not real, then our rights aren't real. We have none. We are just merely slaves to the elites. That was it in a nutshell. That's their goal. He said the quiet part out loud. If you take God out of your life, you have nothing. Everything falls apart. Our entire nation is founded on the reality of God. Our God-given rights, our laws, even our money. Think about what we've learned reading the good book these past three months. Most of our laws are based out of the first few books of the Bible. Take that away. What do you have? Nothing. So what is life's value? Well, life's value is the value that you give it. What God gives it. Because without God, your life has no value. At least not for you, maybe for someone else. But you're merely a slave. So the third question, where is the value of life found? 
It's found in God. How do you value your life? And how is life valued? I used to value my life by keeping up with the Joneses in a way, right? I always had to be a bit better than everyone else, work harder. Always trying, never knew what I was trying for. But now I value my life in this. Speaking about God, I've been working on expanding my heavenly bank account rather than my earthly bank account because that one's done. There ain't nothing in there, hardly. But my heavenly bank account, that's getting a lot fuller. Reaching out to people, not being afraid. Talking to anybody. If you email me, talk to me. Unless you hit me up in DMs on TikTok and you're obviously hitting on me. Other than that, I'll talk to you. About God. About anything. I value my life. How do you value your life? How is your life valued? You know, I value my life by the food I provide for my family. Working out in the gardens. Cooking an amazing meal for dinner every night. It's important. If I wasn't here, what would they do? But how do I really value my life? I don't. Obviously, I'm hurting myself all the time. My head still hurts. I get a big goose egg on it from where I hit it in the chicken coop the other day. No, I'm alive by the grace of God. I value my life through him. I am here at his behest and at his grace for whatever purpose he has for me. My life is valued through God. Why? because I chose that before I ever came to this time, this place. Because even before I knew it, my life has always been valued by God and through God. So think about those questions. 
Who gives your life value and who values your life? What is life's value? Where is the value of life found? How do you value your life? And how is life valued? Why? It's a tough one. So, while y'all think about that, let's listen to the next message in Brother Matt's series. It's not nearly as long, so we still should be in good time. Which I say snarkily because y'all know how I feel about time. This is from November 9th. Well, hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with you again with another message from the Lord. Uh, the message I'm going to read today was given on November 9th, 2023, so just a couple of days ago. Sorry, it's taken me a couple of days to get it transcribed and uh, ready to read to you, um, but uh, better late than never, I guess. Um, for those of you who are new to this channel, I encourage you to check out the other videos that I've been posting. Um, what I do here is as the Lord gives me things, messages, uh, and, and sometimes visions and other things like that, I just uh, read it to you as he gave it to me. So um, check out the other videos if you want to see more. Um, as always, I'm grateful for everybody who is uh, subscribed to this channel and uh, for those of you that make comments and, and things like that, and especially for those of you that share these messages with others. I'm grateful for all of you and uh, feel like since I haven't been posting as much lately that I, I'm not getting as much interaction with you guys. And so I miss that. And uh, I want you to know that I do pray for you all and uh, appreciate your prayers for me as well. Um, please do pray for me. Uh, we've uh, had uh, challenging times. Um, unsurprisingly, I'm sure, I mean, Many of us are having challenging times now, and, and that should be no surprise as uh, as we grow closer and closer to to the day. Um, the labor pains that this world seems to be under uh, growing increasingly sharp and uh, painful. So um, let's pray for each other, okay? All right, well, having said all of that, let's get started with uh, November 9th, 2023. This is what the Lord said. There is nothing hidden that will remain hidden. Nothing covered that will not be uncovered. And uh, just right here at the very beginning, I saw um, myself on the deck of a ship, um, like some kind of a battleship. And I could hear the sound of big guns firing or just feel, you know, feel big guns firing and then looking out on the land from the deck of the ship I could see explosions on the land and then the Lord continued and the Lord said things hidden from long ago shall now be revealed keep your watch and declare what you see what do you see and so then I saw um, people dressed in black coming out of uh, coming out of the desert like coming over a uh, like a sand dune or coming over a hill in the desert uh, an army um, and they seem to just kind of suddenly appear um, and then I saw others coming and joining this army as if they were on a march um, you know marching out of the desert 
So uh, then the Lord continued, and this is how the Lord continued and what the Lord said. There is no name higher, no name worthy to be named. At the name of Jesus, every nation shall bow, for he is the king above all kings, the name above all names, the highest name. All authority in heaven and on earth rests in me. All glory in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. I am he who sits upon the throne. I am he who judges the nations with a rod of iron and who separates the wheat from the chaff with my winnowing fork. With the sword of my mouth, I will separate flesh and spirit. The name of the Lord is a holy name. In him there is no darkness. He is the light that shines in the darkness. He is the light that overcomes all shadow. He is Emmanuel, the God who is with us. This is my name forever. For I am from forever until forever. I am he who was from the beginning. I am he who shall be at the end. There is no hidden thing that my eye does not see. Though men try to hide, they cannot hide from me. I am the only righteous judge. I am he who judges the nations. I am he who overcomes. My words, my decrees, my commandments shall stand when all others fail. I am the sure foundation, the rock on which you stand. Remain in me and in my word, and you shall not be shaken on the day of shaking, for the earth shall be shaken. It is shaken even now. Do not fear, though you see the day approaching. Remember what I have spoken to you. The mortal will be clothed with immortality and flesh will fail. But I will not. I will never fail, for I am the unfailing one, the only one who is faithful and true. You who remain shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Stand firm and do not look to the right or to the left. Remain in me. Wake up, O sleepers. See, the day is upon you. Strive with me a little longer. And that is the word uh, that the Lord gave for November 9th. Uh, 2023. I pray, brothers and sisters, that you will think on these things, ask the Holy Spirit to lead and direct you how they should apply to you and how you should respond. And I pray if you feel so led to share this with others. And I'll be back soon with another video. God bless. Take care.
Well, hey, brothers. Thank you, Brother Matt. That message from November 9th brought back the message I got from Uriel on November 3rd. Sounded very familiar, didn't it? Because I say it to you guys all the time. When the time comes, do not run. Do not panic. Stand still, my child, and set your feet as a stone. For those who scurry shall surely be consumed. That was in there. Not quite as concise, but that was in there. So. To find some music to listen to. Hmm, here we go. A little 963 in the background. Pray before we get started. <clears throat> Dear God, thank you for giving us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your return and continue about our daily lives at the same time. I have a lot to do today for Liam's birthday. Thank you for sending us your messengers. Thank you for having patience with us and prodding us along when we should need it. Thank you for giving us ears to hear your words, eyes to see your signs, the discernment to be able to sift the truths from the lies, the courage to be able to speak those truths, to try and bring as many people on the path that you've set for us back to you before you return, which is soon. Thank you for my children. They are your gifts. Thank you for all the children. Their innocence shows us what we're fighting for. Thank you for our animals who teach us about unconditional love. Show us what it is to live for you alone. Thank you for this beautiful place that you've given us. I'm sorry we haven't taken nearly as good of a care of it as we should. Most of all, thank you for life, God, every single day. Thank you for life. So, we are in the first book of Chronicles. which is basically a recap of what we've already read, just with more specific names. But we're getting there. And the names are important because it gives us the genealogies, how we get all the way to Jesus, right? 
So the first book of Chronicles, chapter 11. Then all Israel gathered themselves to David unto Hebron, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. And moreover, in time past, even when Saul was king, thou wast he that led us out and brought us in Israel. And the Lord thy God said unto thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be ruler over my people Israel. Therefore came all the elders of Israel to the king of Hebron, and David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel, according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. And David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, which is Jebus, where the Jebusites were, the inhabitants of the land. And the inhabitants of Jebus said to David, Thou shalt not come hither. Nevertheless, David took the castle of Zion, which is the city of David. And David said, Whosoever smiteth the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. So Joab, the son of Zeruiah, went, up, went first up and was chief. And David dwelt in the castle. Therefore, they called it the city of David. And he built the city round about, even from Milo round about. And Joab repaired the rest of the city. So David waxed greater and greater, for the Lord of hosts was with him. These are also the chief of the mighty men whom David had, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom and with all Israel to make him king, according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. And this is the number of the mighty men whom David had, Jashobiam and Hachmanite and chief of the captains. He lifted up his spear against 300 slain by him at one time. And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Aohite, who was one of the three mighties. He was with David at Pass Dimon, and there the Philistines were gathered together to battle, where was a parcel of ground full of barley, and the people fled from before the Philistines. And they set themselves in the midst of that parcel and delivered it and slew the Philistines. And the Lord saved them by a great deliverance. Now three of the thirty captains went down to the rock to David, into the cave of Adullam, and the host of the Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephim. And David was then in the hold, and the Philistines' garrison, garrison was then at Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem that is at the gate. And the three break through the hosts of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. But David would not drink of it, but poured it out to the Lord and said, My God forbid it me that I should do this thing. Shall I drink the blood of these men who have put their lives in jeopardy? For with the jeopardy of their lives they brought it. Therefore he would not drink it. These things did the three mightiest. And Abashi, the brother of Joab, he was chief of the three. For lifting up his spear against three hundred, he slew them and had a name among the three. Of the three, he was more honorable than the two, for he was their captain. Howbeit, he attained not to the first three. Benaiah, the son of Jehodiah, the son of a valiant, valiant name of Kabzeel, who had done many acts, he slew two lion-like men of Moab. Also, he went down and slew a lion in a pit in a snowy day. And he slew an Egyptian, a man of great stature, five cubits high. And in the Egyptian's hand was a spear like a weaver's beam. 
And he went down to him with a staff and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and slew him with his own spear. These things did Benaiah, the son of Jehodiah, and had the name among the three mighties. Behold, he was an honorable among the thirty, but attained not to the first three. And David set him over his guard. Also the valiant men of the armies were Asahel, the brother of Joab, Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shamoth, the Herorite, Helez, the Pelonite, Ira, the son of Ikesh, the Teokite, Abazur, the Antithite, Sibachai, the Hushathite, Eli, the Aohite, Mahari, the Netophathite, Heled, the son of Bana, the Netophathite, Ithai, the son of Rebai, of Gibba, that pertained to the children of Benjamin, Benjamin, the Parathenite, Horai of the brooks of Gash, Abiel, the Arbathite, Asmaveth, the Bahuramite, Elbahaba, the Shalbanite, the sons of Hashem, the Gizanite, Jonathan, the son of Shag, the Heratite, Ahiam, the son of Sakar, the Herite, Eliphal, the son of Ur, Hefer, the Methacorite, Ahijah, the Pelonite, Hezro, the Carmelite, Norai, the son of Isbai, Joel, the brother of Nathan, Mibhar, the son of Hagari, Zelek, the Ammonite, Nahari, the Barathite, the armor bearer of Joab, the son of Zariah, Ira, the Ithrite, Garab, the Ithrite, Uriah, the Hittite, Zabad, the son of Ahali, Adina, the son of Sheza, the Reubenite, a captain of the Reubenites, and 30 with him, Hanan, the son of Makkah, and Josephat, the Mithnite, Uziah, the Ashtarathite, Shammah, and Jehiel, the sons of Hothan, an Ararite, Jediel, the son of Shimri, and Joha, his brother, the Tizite, Eliel, the Mahavite, and Jeribai, and Joshaviah, the sons of Elnam, and Ithmoth, the Moabite, Eliel, and Obed, and Jasiel, the Mesabate. Chapter 12. Now these are they that came to David to Ziklag, where he kept himself close because of Saul, the son of Kish. And they were among the mighty men, helpers of the war. They were armed with bows and could use both the right hand and the left in hurling stones and shooting arrows out of a bow. Even Saul's brethren of Benjamin, the chief was Ahizier, then Joash, the sons of Shema, the Gibbethite, and Jeziel, and Pelet, the sons of Asmaveth, and Barakach, and Jehu, the Antithite, and Ismaiah, the Gibeonite, a mighty man among the thirty and over the thirty, and Jeremiah, and Jehaziel, and Johanan, and Josabad, the Gedarathite, Eluzai, and Jeremoth, and Biliah, and Shemariah, and Shephatiah, the Herophite, Elkanah, and Josiah, and Azareel, and Jozer, and Joshabim, the Korahites, and Jola, and Zebediah, the sons of Jeroham of Gedor, 
and of the Gadites, there separated themselves unto David into the hold to the wilderness men of might and men of war fit for the battle that could handle shield and buckler, whose faces were like the faces of lions and were as swift as the rose upon the mountains, as are the first, Obadiah the second, Eliab the third, Mishmana the fourth, Jeremiah the fifth, Atai the sixth, Eliel the seventh, Johanan the eighth, Elzabad the ninth, Jeremiah the tenth, Makbani the eleventh. These were of the sons of Gad, captains of the host. One of the least was over an hundred, and the greatest over a thousand. These are they that went over Jordan in the first month, when it had overflown all his banks, and they put to flight all them of the valleys, both toward the east and toward the west. And there came of the children of Benjamin and Judah to, to the hold unto David. And David went out to meet them, and answered and said unto them, If ye become peaceably unto me to help me, mine heart shall be knit unto you. But if ye become to betray me to mine enemies, seeing there is no wrong in mine hands, the God of our fathers, look thereon and rebuke it. Then the spirit came upon Amasi, who was chief of the captains, and he said, Thine are we, David, and on thy side, thou son of Jesse, peace, peace be unto thee, and peace be to thine helpers, for thy God helpeth thee. Then David received them and made them captains of the band. And there fell some of Manasseh to David when he came with the Philistines against Saul to battle. But they helped them not for the lords of the Philistines upon advisement sent him away, saying, He will fall to his master Saul to the jeopardy of our heads. And he went to Ziklag. There fell to him of Manasseh, Adnah, and Josabad, and Jediel, and Michael, and Josab, Josabad, and Elihu, and Zilthi, captains of the thousands that were of Manasseh. And they helped David against the bands of the rovers, for they were all mighty men of valor and were captains in the host. For at that time, by day, day by day, there came to David to help him until it was a great host like the host of God. And these are the numbers of the bands that were ready armed to the war and came to David to Hebron to turn the kingdom of Saul to him, according to the word of the Lord. The children of Judah that bear shield and spear were 6,800 ready armed to the war. Of the children of Simeon, mighty men of valor for the war, 7,100. Of the children of Levi, 4,600. And Jehodiah was the leader of the Aaronites, and with him were 3,700. And Zadok, a young man, mighty of valor, and of his father's house, 20 and two captains. And of the children of Benjamin, the kindred of Saul, 3,000, for hitherto the greatest part of them had kept the ward of the house of Saul. And of the children of Ephraim, 20,800 mighty men of valor, famous throughout the house of their fathers. And of the half-tribe of Manasseh, 18,000, which were expressed by name to come and make David king. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. Of Zebulon, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, with all instruments of war, 50,000, which could keep rank. They were not of double heart. And of Naphtali, a thousand captains, and with them with shield and spear, 30 and 7,000. And of the Danites, expert in war, 20 and 8,600. 
and of Asher, such as went forth to battle expert in war 40,000. And on the other side of Jordan, of the Reubenites and the Gadites, and of the half-tribe of Manasseh, with all manner of instruments of war for the battle, and 120,000. All these men of war that could keep rank came with a perfect heart to Hebron to make David king over all Israel. And all the rest also of Israel were of one heart to make David king. And there they were with David three days, eating and drinking, for their brethren had prepared for them. Moreover, they that were nigh them, even unto Issachar and Zebulon and Naphtali, brought bread on asses and on camels and on mules and on oxen and meat, meal, cakes of figs and bunches of raisins and wine and oil and oxen and sheep abundantly, for there was joy in Israel. Chapter 13. And David consulted with the captains of thousands and hundreds and with every leader. And David said unto all the congregation of Israel, if it seem good unto you, and that it be of the Lord our God, let us send abroad unto our brethren everywhere that are left in the land of Israel, and with them also to the priests and Levites, which are in their cities and suburbs, that they may gather themselves unto us. And let us bring again the ark of our God to us, for we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. And all the congregation said that they would do so, for the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. So David gathered all Israel together from Sihor of Egypt, even unto the entering of Hamath, to bring the ark of God from kirjath Jerim. And David went up, and all Israel, to Bala, that is, to kirjath Jerim, which belonged to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of the God, the Lord, that dwelleth between the Cherubims, whose name is called on it. And they carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab, and Uzzah, and Ahab. Ahio drave the cart, and David and all Israel played before God with all their might, and with singing, and with harps, and with psalteries, and with timbrels, and with cymbals, and with trumpets. And when they came onto the threshing floor of Chidon, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him, because he put, because he put his hand to the ark. And there he died before God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. Wherefore, that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of God that day, saying, How shall I bring the ark of God home to me? So David brought not the ark home to himself, to the city of David, but carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in the house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom, and all that he had. We are going to finish up there today at the end of chapter 13 of the first book of Chronicles. Of course, today being Friday, tomorrow, the good book is at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. tomorrow. So come join me then. We'll continue on. Lion is coming up next both on her channels and on our channels. So uh, come check her out. Her all-day anger memes, music, movies, news, content. You never know what Lyanna's going to bring, but it's always fun. And then, of course, Mick and I will be back tonight, 5.45 for the pre-show, which is 15 minutes of music, 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show. So come check us out there. And then Freedom Gardens tomorrow at 2 p.m., 
especially for Liam's birthday. We are premiering our uh, Cooking with Liam Cooking with Liam show tomorrow. So Freedom Gardens, 2 p.m. So until then, hope to see you guys again soon and that God keeps you all safe and warm in the shadow of his wing until he returns for us. So thanks for watching, y'all. I'll see you on the flip side. Baby, chill, don't medicate, just meditate You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate Accelerate, find your inner hunger like you never ate Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming Cue for heaven's sake, violence that they demonstrate Instigate and penetrate the values of our country And our God is what they desecrate My fighters ain't no featherweight Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force Forcing us to sit and wait Till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate Marching on these streets of blood Till I see the golden gates Troubadour, troubled souls, one of God's servants Blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpent oh, One day I hope you see the truth This puppet show stays on because of you Just digested, suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news, oh, we just accepted. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Read it in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed, lying out of sheep. Only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh Silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek uh, Drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious Praying for assistance to overcome our position Or I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness oh, one day, I hope you see the truth This puppet show stays on because of you
Because of you, we've been.